Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Money in Integrity podcast presented by worklifemoney.co. My name is Kimberly. I'm a career mindset coach and the founder of worklifemoney.co, and I'm here to help you develop the personal growth skills to meaningfully make and manage your money to create work-life balance. How? By tackling the self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and procrastination habits that are holding you back. And today, I'm going to be talking about why career hacks are actually holding you back and can be damaging your career in the long run instead of helping it. Now, before I get started, I want to say I love a good hack. I am the queen of efficiency, so I love finding ways to hack my time, my money, and at one point in my life, my career. While it might be tempting to try to find the next quote-unquote career hack, it could actually be holding you back and hurting your career in the long run. One of the biggest life lessons I've learned in my personal growth journey is that if you shortcut your way through personal development, it will catch up with you in the long run. It's easy to feel like you need to rush your way to career success, but I firmly believe that your career spans a lifetime and it's a journey filled with obstacles and successes the whole way through. And so Today, I'm going to really be breaking down some career hacks that could be damaging your career and the reason why that, you know, it is um, great to start off on them, using them, and that's okay, but why it actually hurts your career if you never fully understand how to develop a certain skill or a personal growth lesson in order to advance your career in the long run. It can be so tempting to see something on TikTok or Instagram Reels or Google that's like the next resume hack and the next interview hack. And you might think that, you know, if you can just find that hack, then you would have a successful career. Because that's what I used to think. I used to dig and I, it's like embarrassing how much I research um, I've done on like resume and the ATS and applic- and um, resume templates and wording and everything like that. And of course, like it, it does help me. Um, it did get me pretty far, but it didn't get me to the next level. It's good for when you're starting off in your career, but then you start to learn that the things that really drive your career is your confidence and your ability to be able to promote yourself and that can't really be hacked that much because if you can't internalize that, it there is not a hack for every situ- single situation in life that you can Google right away. So that's why in this episode, I'm going to be talking about why you should be moving away from hacks because eventually they will run dry. In order to be successful in your career in the long run, you will need more than a hack. And at that point, the stakes are much higher. That's why I see a lot of people who feel like they get stuck in certain jobs because they get to a certain level and because they never really learned the skills that got that would really um, develop them and really strengthen their career in the long run, they feel like they can't leave. And an example of that is interviewing. Um, a lot of people feel... and updating your resume and promoting yourself. A lot of people feel like after five, 10 years, it's really hard to get into again. And I know this because I've worked with clients who um, 
have actually, you know, had other people help them write their resume and it got them into pretty successful careers as they were, but then they started to hit a ceiling. And a lot of my clients, when they come to me, they haven't updated their resume or gone on an interview in five plus years. And that makes a really big difference. And so if that is something that you're struggling with as you're listening with this to this episode, I highly encourage you and invite you into my one-on-one career coaching program where we actually deep dive and really learn and um, develop the skills that are transferable in career development, like being able to overcome imposter syndrome and promote yourself. So if this is something that you're struggling with, I highly encourage you to book a free career clarity call. The link is in the show notes, but it's calendly.com forward slash Kimberly dash WLM. However, in today's episode, we're going to really be talking about career hacks. So let's just get started. Now, the first reason why a career hack might actually be damaging your career in the long run is because it doesn't allow you to learn and reflect on your personal growth and what you want at different stages in your life. What do you want to do with your life? That is like this all-encompassing, elusive question I feel like we all struggle with at every stage of our lives. And it's not something that can be easily answered at 18 when you know you're picking your college major or when you're 22 and you graduate or what even when you're 30. Because I firmly believe that your career can and should change as your life and priorities change. And it's important to look at that um, your life and your circumstances and the things that you're taking in and Think about where and how that's influencing where you want to go in your career. There is no way to fast track the answer to these questions. And I know it's tempting to think that we could have our lives completely figured out and we could know exactly what we want and our five-year, 10-year, 15 plan will work out perfectly. But the truth is that in your life, there will be times of great successes and great achievements, but there will also be times of frustration and tragedy and things that will happen without reason. And it can be a personal journey. You might want to move away abroad one day and work somewhere else. It could be for your family. And it could be if you want to have kids, these are all things that influence and impact your career. So what happens is when you start just relying and looking at career hacks, you're fast tracking your way and you speed up to through a pathway that you don't really know if you want to go down. And you don't reflect if this career path or this career journey is really a, um, a good reflection of what your life priorities are anymore because they can change. You can change your mind. You might discover a new career path along the way, but you've spent so much time hacking your way through this career path that you didn't take a step back to think about, hey, you know, I have other interests. Maybe is this something else that I want to pursue or A lot of times when people try to fast track their way through a career, for example, a resume hack, right? Trying to get to a really senior level position right away. What if you don't like that type of work? What if you don't like that type of environment and you get there and you think, wow, this was not the lifestyle that I really wanted. These are all things that can happen when you 
don't take the time to actually reflect on a job or growth. And this is why I'm a pretty big advocate for being able to take and extract as much of your career um, experiences at any level. I am very proud that when I first started in like my quote unquote, real office job life type of thing, like corporate life, I started as a receptionist. And the thing about that was, I know what it's like to be a receptionist. I know what it's like to be an assistant and a clerk. And because I've done all those roles. So now that I'm in a position where I have assistants that help me or clerks that help me or, or things like that, I know not only do I know how to train them, but I know how to um, what their challenges and their obstacles are. And I know it's really appreciated because when I started as a receptionist for a travel agency, um, when um, and then I moved on and I um, worked in customer the customer care department and I was overseeing the receptionist and supervising them. Um, uh, I would have the rece- weekend receptionist come to me and tell me that they so appreciated that I actually explained to them the problem. I actually explained to them the solution and why something happens. And it's because when I was receptionist, no one ever told me why certain things didn't happen. Um, you had to do something a certain way or how you know certain like like um, certain areas of travel worked and advisories and notifications. No one ever really explained that to me. And so I'm very careful when I'm um, interacting with people that they don't have as much knowledge as me and that I train them and I know people really appreciate it. So when um, I actually had someone, an assistant help me with something one time and they made a mistake, I just said, oh, hey, don't worry about it, but this is the re- this is how you correct it and this is the reason why you do this, right? And they just were like so thankful because this assistant was new and so they didn't mean to make that mistake. And so, That's what I mean by reflecting on your growth and reflecting on being able to say, hey, is this a career path I even want to go under? And most people want to get the job search and interview process over as quickly as possible. And I get it. Like no one really likes working on their resume for hours on end and then having to constantly face rejection. However, I firmly believe this is an area for growth as well. If you didn't do well in an interview, it can be easy to want to like bury it away so you don't ever have to think about it. But I really believe that this is a great learning opportunities on, you know, what areas you can improve and how to do better and how to actually develop your own self-confidence in when you're faced with um, a question that you don't know or in your face in situations that you might be uncomfortable in. And if that is something that you're actually struggling with, just so you know, I do have an episode on what um, you to do if you've had a bad job interview, and I will link it in the show notes if that's something that you resonates with you. But I really believe that, you know, learning how to overcome objection, rejection is a really um, important skill to develop. And for people who want to hack their way to success and never ever have to feel disappointment or failure, I think it actually hurts you in the long run because one of the most important skills you need in your career is to learn how to learn how to overcome failure and how to um, grow from it because everybody falls. And that is why that when you start to rely on career hacks, it is something that can actually hurt you and stunt your career growth. 
there are many parts of the career experience that unfortunately don't feel very good. And it's important to learn how to process these types of emotions and experiences because then it becomes easier down the road when you advance in your career. That's why I really believe that career growth is not just about the actual career itself. It's also a reflection of your personal growth. Lastly, this goes for both the career application you know, process and your um, the career itself. If you never learn how to bounce back from a career failure, it will paralyze you from taking the career risks that will truly accelerate your career. Now, the next career hack I want to talk about and why it's actually damaging your career in the long run is interview scripts. And I want to say this because I used to really heavily rely on interview scripts and I loved them. When I first started in my career journey, I'd Google everything. I Googled the answer to every question and then I, you know, write it out and I would practice saying it over and over again. And that's the thing about hacks. In theory, that sounds like a good idea. And writing out what you are going to say and practicing it is a good start to developing your interview skills. So I don't want to knock it all together, but that's the key word. It's a good start. It shouldn't be something that you have to rely on doing forever for many reasons. This really should be something that you're really doing at the very beginning stages of your career in more entry-level questions. Because eventually, as you move through the interview questions, you know, the questions become of what they might ask you become less and less readily available on Google. Once you start niching down in your career, the questions become, you know, less frequent and because you are specific in a certain industry. For example, and I'm only midway through my career and I can start to feel it. Because I work in public procurement, the questions are really specific based on legislation. They can be really based on a specific commodity or a certain industry. Like it's not something that's so easy to Google anymore. And also, interviewers these days are starting to move past the basic interview questions of, you know, what's your greatest strength and what's your greatest weakness? And they are starting to move more towards behavioral and situational questions that will apply to your specific area. So if you only ever, you know, rely on interview scripts and questions, the first problem is they will probably eventually run dry. And what's worse is if you're reading, um, you know, how to answer specific questions, your competition might be reading the same questions on Google, especially if it's like the first or second hit, right? And you might be sounding exactly like they did before. Secondly, the problem with um, relying on interview scripts is that it doesn't allow you to learn how to craft and develop an interview answer without a script. And it shows because of course we all run into interview questions that, you know, we weren't expecting, right? You don't, well, for most jobs, you don't get a list of the interview questions that they're going to ask you before they ask you at the interview, right? So it's highly probable that they ask you one question or a couple of questions that didn't show up on Google that you weren't prepared for. And so when you have like a really clear and concise answer for everything else and you aren't able to answer um, a question that you didn't pre-script, it is extremely obvious. 
And so that's why when you're actually learning to um, interview and create interview answers, it's better to structure your interviews following a formula instead of a script. And I talk a lot about this in episode six of the podcast, which is how to turn a good interview answer into a great one. So if this is something that you are looking additionally into, I'd highly um, recommend that you either read that article or listen to the episode. But yes, that is something that helps you more. Like for me, I really think about the formula that I'm following and that allows me to be able to answer any interview question, even if I have no, um, absolutely like no, I've never been asked it before and I wasn't expecting it at all. At least that allows me to be able to create a full and great answer without having to rely on something that I had pre-written. And what's more of that is it's really important to understand and really reflect on your career achievements and accomplishments instead of just relying on scripts over and over again, because you probably achieve a lot of things in your career. So if you're relying on the same answers that you wrote in your last interview at your job, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, you really need to update that type of experience because employers will want to see relevant examples, right? Recent examples, not just something that you did, you know, like five or 10 years ago, which was maybe the last time that you did an interview, right? And so this is something I actually work a lot with my clients on. It's really being able to um, extract their accomplishments using something called my accomplishments matrix. And what it does is it really helps you to be able to narrow down the accomplishments and the skills that are required of these answers. So when you're looking to really grow in your career, especially when it comes to interviewing and communication skills, it is vital to be able to actually create and um, structure answers without a script. This is why a lot of people end up in debt in careers or they're too afraid to leave their job because they don't like ever really learn this vital communication skill. And this is not just important in the job interview, but it's in important in the job and career growth itself. Like if you are just relying on scripts for your interview to get the job, the problem is once you get the job, I feel I see a lot of people struggle with being able to get promoted because they never really learned how to promote themselves, how to advocate for themselves, how to stand up for themselves and showcase their talents and skills and be, um, you know, advocate for the compensation for that. They just follow the script that got them the job. So this, the problem with um, interview scripts and scripts in general is it tends to create a reliance on scripts. And unfortunately, there isn't a script for everything in life. So scripts are a good place to start practicing your communication skills, but relying on them forever will do more damage than good. It is something that, yes, is helpful in the very beginning, but midway, late through your career, it is something that you really need to start being able to nail down without a script. And this is an example that shows the importance of being able to learn communication skills that are transferable outside of just specifically your career growth. And in my example, um, I have a podcast, obviously. And when I first started this podcast, I relied extremely heavily on scripts. And again, 
there was nothing wrong with that. But I knew that I would have eventually learned the skill of being able to hold a train of thought, of being able to communicate my thoughts without having to follow a script all of the time. So as I passed like the 50 episode mark, my episodes became less and less scripted. I still have like an outline of it because just for repurposing purposes, I also have, um, you know, the outline on my blog as well, because some people don't listen to a podcast and some people prefer to read, which is perfectly fine. But um, for each of my episodes, I became less and less reliant on scripts. And every month I also do something called a personal growth update, and that's 100% unscripted. And so me being able to learn that skill of being able to, you know, continue my thoughts, finish a sentence, actually being able to have like a form of public speaking is an important skill in itself that what that actually benefits me in the long run more than just like reading off a script. And that's why I'm so passionate about that. Because now when I do something like answer a question in a meeting, I'm also in a course and, and I'm doing a sort of a certificate for my nine to five work as well. When I'm actually in class, I don't have to be like scripting myself anymore. I can actually be able to respond correctly because I now have and possess that skill to be able to speak um, impromptly now without having to rely on a script. And I know this is especially something difficult for people who are perfectionists, for people who are high achievers and overthinkers. Don't get me wrong. I have been there and I have you know, stayed up all day thinking about that one thing. And I said in a meeting, and did I talk too much? Or did I talk too little? Did people know what I meant about stuff like that? So I've been through that process. And now I've been because I've been able to manage my personal growth and my overthinking when it comes to how I communicate, it becomes easier and easier. So that's why I'm so passionate about, you know, yes, hacks are great. Um, to start with, but there has to be an endpoint and really developing that skill as tough and embarrassing and hard and uncomfortable as it can be sometimes it is so important and it pays off so much more in the long run. Now, the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to career hacks and why they it is actually damaging your career in the long run is because the confidence that career hacks gives you is not transferable. Now, one of the most appealing parts of, you know, a career hack or any hack in general is it gives you this boost of false confidence. Like you don't actually have to develop the skill or knowledge about a topic because you have quote unquote hacked the shortcut that will let you achieve it. And while of course you can shortcut a task, you can't shortcut confidence, which is such a vital part of career growth. There are so many talented people in the world that are unable to advance their careers or grow in their businesses because of confidence. As you start advancing in the career space, you realize that talent and skills is unfortunately not enough sometimes. It is also about how you sell yourself. It is also about how you showcase your skills, talents, and promote yourself. But if you solely rely on hacks, then you've never, then you've always been relying on a false sense of confidence because you credit the success to that hack instead of seeing what you could do without it. How would you answer an interview question without a script? How would you want to get promoted in a job environment you 
want, actually want to be in? Those are the type of questions that can't be answered if all you've done is relied on hacks. More than that, the great thing about careful confidence is that it is transferable. Like all of the work that my clients and people put into developing their confidence in their careers and overcoming imposter syndrome, it is transferable. In my coaching program, I specifically work with women who are looking to overcome imposter syndrome and the all or nothing mindset. And it is absolutely phenomenal to see how their how that kind of growth and the things that we work on actually transfer to other parts of their life other than their career. And it is just so incredible to see. For example, I had a client that, you know, really struggled with being able to communicate at work um, what she wanted to do and really being able to stand up for herself because people were offloading a lot of work onto her because she was very good at what she did. And because she was a people pleaser, she had um, difficulties saying no, right? And so being able to learn how to communicate and being able to advocate for herself, not only was it great and applicable in her workplace, but um, on one of our coaching calls, she actually shared that it was something that she was now able to do with her partner as well. And her family, right, is creating those boundaries. And again, that kind of confidence is transferable. For another one of my clients, she's actually starting a side business. And so a lot of um, uh, her um, fears were around her career were a, a certain uh, form of imposter syndrome of like, you know, she didn't really know how she kind of got into the position into the areas that she was. And it was because she had stayed with one company for a really long time. And so she wasn't really sure if she moved on to another role, if, um, you know, if she could be and um, successful in another company as well. And so overcoming that imposter syndrome of, you know, um, her title of the role of the value that she brings was not only beneficial to her actual job search, but it actually allowed her to be able to confidently market and develop her side business as well. So the wonderful thing about confidence is it's transferable and you have to put so much work into it, but that's a great thing and that it can transform other parts of your life. So if you only ever rely on hacks for your confidence, then what happens is you are constantly starting from scratch and looking for the next hack in the next area of your life. For example, if that is something that you're struggling with, if you never develop like career confidence, then if you want to start a side business, then then you feel like you're starting from scratch. And that's something that I really felt as well. And if, by the way, you are looking to start a side business and you don't know where to start as a part of your career, because I truly believe that, you know, your career is holistic. It doesn't have to just be one thing and you can outsource certain parts of your fulfillment or your creativity or your skill development to something like a side business. So if you are looking to do that, I have three episodes that would really, really help you. It's episode 54, 55, and 56 on the podcast. And it's my series basically on how to start a side business while working a full-time job. Now, at the end of the day, hacks have a time and place. It helps you to get from point A to point B, and sometimes they can be a great place to start. And again, hacks have a time and place, like a cleaning hack, that's awesome. 
but relying on a hack forever in your career can actually hinder your career growth in the long run. And I know that like as I'm coming to the end of this episode, I spoke probably more quickly than I usually do. And this is actually my like regular speaking voice. I actually slow it down a lot for the podcast, but this was a topic I am just so impassioned by because these are all the mistakes that I have made. And I am just like so hard trying to make sure that you don't walk down this path as well, because i try to do all of this. And actually, it's hurt my career in the long run. And I'm so glad I figured that out quickly because like I have a career blog. And I was so into personal development and personal growth that I was able to catch them. But there are a lot of people who don't catch them. And that's why I'm so, so, um, I, it's so important for me to share this with you because I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I do when relying on career hacks because I know it's so tempting, it's so shiny, it's so beautiful on Instagram, but it can actually hurt your career in the long run. And putting that time and effort into your career and into your personal growth pays off so much and so well. And I'm starting to really feel the effects right now in my career where I've reached my dream job, which where I actually have a really great work-life balance. And and I've reached a point in my career where I'm not like worrying about money and worrying about um, the next, where to go next and all the time. Like, I'm not worried about like, oh, what am I going to do with my life anymore? It feels so, like my client has said, there's, it's, there's so, it feels free and clear. That's what one of my previous clients that had, um, we had finished working together said, right? It just feels free and clear to note that, that there are so many pathways out there. And there are, of course, so many decisions and choices, but and especially when you're multi-passionate, but when you're able to make these choices and when you have so much confidence in your skills and your values and talents, you are so empowered. And I have no like other way to say it. I think that's a kind of a cheesy word, but that's how I feel. And so if you are looking for you know help on how to develop these types of skills to truly take your career to the next level, I would love to help. Um, And I just want to remind you to make sure to book your free career clarity call in the link in the show notes to see if one-on-one coaching is to, for you. And if you're, you know, past the hacks that have limited purposes at the beginning of your career and really ready to accelerate it. So Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is actually my first episode back from my vacation. So this is my first time at the mic. (laughs) Um, All the other episodes had been pre-recorded. So this is the first time uh, back at my microphone for about a month. And that's why I'm like super caffeinated and probably (laughs) didn't help with how quickly I spoke in this episode. But I really do hope that you have enjoyed it. Remember, I am always cheering you on and I'll talk to you soon. Bye now.